Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800-426-2301. going on it's a hump day when is it not a hump day when there's a pandemic yeah i don't even know what that means but i am rick tittle it is great to have you with us wherever you are listening in this great land of ours 1-800-878-PLAY is the way that uh, you can get in and get heard once again 1-800-878-7529 that's the secret code or the Magic phone number. It's toll-free, as I said. We'll pay for the call. Who's We? Sports Byline USA. Downtown San Francisco, the studios. That's where Dominic Jimenez is uh, the captain of the controls right now. I'm at my uh, home. Cardboard box under the bridge. Whoop, whoop. But we're here for the next three hours taking your calls. 1-800-878-PLAY. Big shout-out to our... Men and women in the military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force, doing a great job. Hope you're doing safe wherever you are, and uh, hope to see you at home very, very soon. Many ways to catch the show <clears throat> through our website, sportsbyline.com. Award-winning, we like to say. I've never seen the awards, but won something, I guess. It used to look pretty 80s, which is weird because there was no internet in the 80s, but it's all slick and cool now. Any emails, Rick at sportsbyline.com. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app as well. Uh, we got some guests. The whole first hour is guests. We're going to check in with the voice of America's Yulia Savchenko, see how things are going on in Russia or Russia. The great Soviet Union will prosper forever. 925 Dara Luber will come in. She's a stat lady. What does that mean? I don't know. 940 Joey Klein. Hey, Joey. Director of Castle on the Ground. We'll have uh, Sean Jambroni. He's with Solar Opposites on Hulu. We're going to have Dennis Bernardo, the producer of Cartwright Rider Plush. And then the voice of the twins, Dick Brammer, has a new book called Game Used. Oh, I'm game used. Ridden hard and put away wet. Come on back. 
Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast, around the world on American Forces Radio. And we know ever since this pandemic started, and we have been uh, sheltering in place here in California and other places around the world, we have been checking in weekly with uh, one of the members of Voice of America. And it is our pleasure now to welcome Yulia Savchenko, who joins us, who covers Europe and um, the uh, Russian uh, nation as well. Yulia, thanks for being on the show. And we 
get reports out of uh, Russia that uh, the coronavirus cases are spiking, maybe the second most of any country in the world, and that the uh, the healthcare system there is is really struggling. What is the update on Russia? Hi, Rick. Thank you for having me. Uh, basically, Russia is struggling as a lot of European countries, and uh, the healthcare system is uh, stretched. And we're getting uh, mixed messages from uh, obviously power holders, uh, and, and there is investigative reporting going on. And uh, I must say that uh, the situation uh, in Moscow and uh, Russian regions uh, has uh, very major differences uh, in the number of infected people and in the number of deaths. And uh, we know that uh, Moscow has most of the cases of uh, infections and uh, deaths as well. And um, as you know, Moscow is a big cop. So uh, from the very beginning, the main point was to try and contain the virus within uh, and trying to uh, spread it from the rest of the country, uh, trying to prevent the spread to the rest of the country. Uh, It was uh, somewhat successful, somewhat not. uh, But uh, as you rightly pointed out, Russia is now the second uh, most infected country in the world following the United States with uh, more than 200,000 cases. And uh, in um, again, uh, we know that uh, according to a lot of investigative reporting, uh, about 160 Russian doctors have already died uh, from coronavirus. And uh, they're making uh, heroic efforts like everywhere in the world. And um, obviously, uh, a lot of people uh, who end up in hospitals, uh, they do get recovery. But then we also hear about a lot of deaths in Russia, which is unfortunate unfortunate and very sad. But at the same time, uh, the Russian president uh, has just announced this week that Russia is very slowly easing restrictions, and they were different in different regions. So every region, in a sense, like every state in America, has the right to decide based on their uh, situation how to ease the restrictions and how to try to come back to normal life. You know, it's interesting for someone of my generation, and I'm in my 50s, and, you know, we, I grew up in the Cold War with the Soviet Union, and then there was a, when the Berlin Wall came down, and then years after that with Boris Yeltsin, it almost felt like, you know, Russia and the United States are, are friends, finally, and then with, with Putin now, it seems like there's a lot of mistrust, and then, of course, with, you know, evidence or non-evidence, but uh, speculation about hacking into election. And just today, Angela Merkel, the the uh, president of, of Germany, says she's trying to have a good relationship with Russia, but she says they're hacking into her personal material. Where do we stand with that whole, I mean, no one really knows. I don't even know if the KGB knows, but where do we stand with the computer hacking of other Western nations? Uh, well, I have not seen the news today about Angela Merkel. I must have missed it. Uh, but um, I think this uh, whole discussion is somehow taking uh, the back seat now because every country is struggling with trying to contain the virus, and a lot of people are dying. And uh, it's a big political challenge, I think, for every country in Europe, here in Russia as well. So... Uh, 
as there were a lot of allegations and accusations uh, in terms of Russian hacking. I think uh, right now, from what we know, this news um, have really subsided, and uh, we're watching the, the, the main focus and the main effort is to try to save lives and uh, in Russia, and I guess other countries as well, to uh, save legitimacy of the leadership. And uh, some countries are more successful with that than others. And there are a lot of questions raised about uh, how authorities in Russia are handling this crisis. So they have a lot on their plate. And uh, in this sense, uh, it seems to me that based on the coverage that we're doing of Russia, based on a lot of conversations with sources in Russia, uh, the main challenge for them right now is to tackle this internal huge crisis. The, uh, by the way, we're speaking with Yulia Savchenko, Voice of America. That's a, that's a Ukrainian name, right? Whenever it's KO at the end, am I right about that? It is. It has a Ukrainian origin, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, there were some ventilators. Uh, now, this is just the news we're getting. The uh, Venta M's that mm-hmm. were actually a lot of them were were sent out of Russia, but they have caused two tragic hospital fires, and they've now been halted. Uh, Is there an update on what's going on with the ventilators there? It is basically, it is indeed a very tragic uh, incident that happened in Moscow and St. Petersburg. Uh, The fire in the hospitals uh, killed six uh, coronavirus patients. And uh, there are different opinions and different investigations now surrounding this whole case. Uh, we just know that um, a model of Russian ventilator that the Kremlin sent to the United States as part of this high-profile shipment at the very beginning of the pandemic when uh, countries were trying to support each other and help each other with uh, lacking equipment, they did indeed uh, cause fire. And there are investigations now. We do not know what exactly happened. We just know that uh, they were made uh, by the Ural uh, engineering plant. Uh, it is basically a U.S. sanctioned uh, entity located uh, in, in the middle of Russia outside of Yekaterinburg. And the investigation is going on right now, but there are different, uh, different versions of what happened, different theories. Uh, some people are saying that uh, the ventilators uh, themselves were faulty. Some people were saying that it's just the wiring in the hospitals. Uh, was so poor that they could not sustain this machine working all the time because it was not meant to stay here. Hello, Yulia. That's uh, Yulia Savchenko. She's uh, from uh, Voice of America. And um, you could kind of see the other day when uh, Russia, which they call Victory Day, we call it VE Day in the 75th anniversary. And normally at Red Square, there's a huge uh, parade of a lot of, uh, you know, of course, military equipment and troops going by. And the Soviet Union suffered more casualties than any other country in the entire World War II. And this is why um, they take these uh, celebrations uh, very seriously, but uh, very slimmed down. You know, you still had Putin laying the wreath of uh, flowers at the eternal flame, which is at the Kremlin. Um, But 
Um, just, you know, what they had was a lot of fireworks and a few like Hind 24 helicopters going overhead as they're trying to cut back. But the funny thing is, as much as Yuli just uh, confirmed that Russia has the second most cases of any other country in the world, that Putin is uh, lowering his restrictions. And now we're seeing that uh, maybe Brazil and that president there, Bolsonaro, said coronavirus, shmaronavirus. All right. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk this to Dara Luber. She's up next. I'm Rick Tittle on Titillating Sports. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo 
absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dodogoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. Uh, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces as we go from the voice of America to uh, someone who uh, is dealing with a survey and uh, stats and finding out what's going on right here in our own borders. And uh, we're happy to have Dara Luber with us. She is a senior manager at TD. Ameritrade. She is a sports mom herself. And uh, there was a poll of over 3,000 young Americans um, and their parents uh, to uh, find out some information. Well, I'll let Dara, you, you tell us, what was the genesis behind this uh, poll, Dara? Thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. Um, what we did was we looked at really the current situation and what the impact it is having on really young Americans these days. A lot of young Americans, especially those that are nearing college, are worried about the impact that this COVID may have on their scholarship and their future education plans. You know, COVID-19, we all know, has really uh, required us to social distance, and that may have delayed or even canceled in a lot of cases the entire sports season. And that, for competitive athletes, especially those in high school, that could be a really big deal and leave them feeling very unmoored. You know, they've lost a piece of their identity. And while the sports being on hold may be difficult during this time, you know, a number of the young athletes and their parents are reporting some savings. There's some positives to it, right? And those may also give them more time to spend on academics and other things that they may not necessarily have been able to focus on during uh, the sports season. That's the thing that I was wondering, like, if you're a parent of a kid in high school and at the very minimum they're going to be missing on, you know, seniors are going to be missing on walking through graduation and, and getting their degree and or their diploma, I should say. And you could say, look, if you're not in the hospital, just be happy. Don't worry about it. But it is much more impactful to think about a scholarship lost and the depression that can have. And I know as a student – I was not the greatest academician. I just couldn't wait until whatever sport I was playing. I couldn't wait till practice started. So to think that there's no practice, there's no sports, I mean, that would be, you know, as adults, we would say, ah, who cares? But if you're 16, that's devastating. Right. And three and four, you know, young athletes are still using this time to stay in shape. Um, you know, they're at home, but they're maybe, you know, continuing to work on other aspects of their sports or even, again, you know, some are playing video games, some are have other team events, but they're focusing on their academics also. But also, you know, this sports season could put a dent in their scholarship, uh, you know, 
or they're uh, 47% that they think they could cancel their sports season could put their scholarships at risk. Um, you know, 39% of them say that their family's really counting on these sports scholarships to cover at least some of their college costs. And that's even more for those who live in big cities. You know, and while most families of parents of competitive athletes, you know, say that they may have even lost some money this season, they've outlaid for uniforms or equipment, things like that, even private uh, training sessions. And so those are all things that these families are taking into account as they, you know, think about not only the other things that they may have lost during COVID, but certainly, you know, the, the academic or, you know, scholarship opportunities for their children. And it's interesting too, Dara, when we see a lot of uh, stats saying that, you know, less than 1% of high school athletes are going to get a full ride uh, to a college. I know a lot of times parents think their kids will get scholarships. So that's a lot of things to, you know, roll the dice on. But I think also when you think about socioeconomic um, implications in this as well, you talk about students that are still staying in shape. Well, if you come from a well-off family, um, there's a lot more opportunity and the money that the parents can put into uh, training and, and gear and other such things. Whereas, um, you know, someone maybe in a, a more urban lifestyle, the opportunity for them is maybe to just run around the neighborhood. What have you seen from this? Right. So while two thirds of competitive athletes say their parents have made sacrifices for their sports, um, you know, 81% of parents say sports can really teach their kids to be good leaders. You know, it could help with other life lessons, right? So there's, you know, um, they're more likely to be able to meet financial obligations without family. They're more likely um, to meet, uh, to not incur debt or other things as they move forward. So there's, you know, they're uh, more likely to have a summer job, 51% versus non-athletes of 28% say they're more likely to have a summer job or work during college. So there certainly are other life lessons from these sports aside than just, you know, being able to get scholarships and, and, and college uh, scholarships. No doubt about it. We're speaking with Dara Luber, senior manager at TD Ameritrade, talking about high school athletes <laughs> and how this COVID-19 is affecting them. Um, silver linings, we always try to look for them. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do it, but number one, parents are saving a lot of cash because they do have to fork out. You wouldn't think they do, but they do. But even more important than that, the emphasis on academics. And as I was saying, when I was in school, I'm like, oh, I'll get a B or a C, whatever. But if you only have academics, even if it's over a Zoom you know, computer monitor, maybe your grades will go up. Right. So over half, you know, or I'm sorry, four in 10 athletes, they've been, say they've been able to focus more on the academics as a result. You know, normally 45% sacrifice academics to really concentrate on their athletics. And before the virus, sports, job, family, friends, social media, all of that played a big part. But now, you know, certainly they're connecting through social media in other ways, but certainly they have more time to spend on their academics. Um, and, you know, while they're home, they're certainly still playing video games or having other virtual team events. Um, they, they certainly can focus more on getting better grades, you know, in school. And, you know, what do you what else do you do to replace it? Because academics can only go so long and, you know, kids already play video games. I mean, just me as a sports fan, I've I read books, I play video games, I, I run. Um, 
but you know, watching old sports, it doesn't really do it for me. I have no interest in watching a game that's already been played, even if it was a championship winning game. But for kids, I mean, especially the highly competitive ones, if they really want to be studious, they can break down film of opponents or or themselves. What have you seen about just replacing uh, that time they spent with, with other ventures now? So the three and four young athletes say they're continuing to exercise and stay in shape. Maybe they're doing some cross training. So if you're a swimmer, you may not be able to get in the pool, but there's certainly other ways that you could cross train. I know I've got a a 10 year old baseball player who made the travel team this year and his coach is sending out weekly um, competitions, right? Different things. So how many grounders can you catch? How many fly balls can you catch? And so the team's staying competitive in that sense. So he's got some motivation to go out and um, to, you know, safely go out, you know, within social distancing to our backyard or a field and, and be able to play his sport while not with his team. He certainly continues to practice as well as do some other cross training, like going for bike rides or playing basketball in our driveway. So certainly there's other ways for young athletes to continue to remain competitive and, and practice their sport, even if they're not with their team. And the other thing is, too, is sports gets a bad name, and, and whenever there's public school, you know, funding cuts and there's always, mm-hmm. you know, public schools will run out of cash, the first thing they do is they get rid of sports teams at times. But if you look at athletes and you think about competitive, um, you know, athletes are more apt to have summer jobs and, you know, work during college. And it's just the the work ethic that it puts in because – you know, I played sports in high school and college. I knew I was never going to go pro, but you just talked about, you know, teamwork, showing up on time, giving your full effort, just all these life lessons that it can teach. Right. right. Most rely less on outside sources of financial support. They're more likely to, you know, classify themselves as completely financially independent. And certainly it gives them more things to help grow as they move on past their college career, life lessons like teamwork and you know, other things that can help them be successful as they, you know, come out of college and go pro and other things, you know, besides sports. And we just have about a minute. What was the one thing that maybe stuck out the most for you, maybe surprised you the most in your research? You know, I think I was shocked that um, most of these kids felt this was an opportunity to really catch up on schoolwork. Um, You know, a lot of these kids were feeling burned out. Seven in 10 say these extracurricular activities causing them to burn out. And so while sports was really popular, there were other activities. And so these, this gave them a chance to really step back, take a breath, and focus on something other than sports. There she is, Dara Luber, Senior Manager of Research at TD Ameritrade. Dara, thanks for your uh, time and your research, and uh, maybe we'll catch up down the road. Great. Thanks, Rick, for having me. You're welcome. And, you know, just like anything, um, we won't know the ramifications from a lot of this stuff for – for years to come. And as you say, you try to look for silver linings. You might say, man, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have done that. Things that maybe uh, are, you know, altruistic <laughs> for others or beneficial for yourself as well. All right. We're going to continue on with our uh, menagerie of guests. Joey Klein, the director of the movie Castle in the Ground. A Nev Campbell sighting. Remember her? I think we all had a crush on Nev Campbell. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Bible.
Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement, where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna. It's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. 
All right. Uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces. It's our pleasure to welcome Joey Klein to the show. He is a actor. He is a writer. He is a director and uh, a movie that uh, he has written and directed called Castle in the Ground is going to be available on demand in a couple days here on the uh, the 15th. And the subtitle Sky High is rock bottom. Joey, um, congratulations on the uh, the project. Uh, and as I said, uh, as someone who's a, an actor as well, what is it like when you write and direct something? Because it's really your baby, isn't it? Yeah, thanks for saying that. Um, nice to be here. I uh, I think that it's um, thus far in my young career as a filmmaker, the only way I'd really be interested in working, to be honest, um, because uh, especially with that, like, um, prog- like the when one does move from acting to mostly focused on filmmaking, uh, one of the things that's really nice is to be able to control what you get to say. And um, I guess I'm a bit of a counterpuncher as a filmmaker, the way a boxer might be, where it's like if nothing was going on in the world, I would just do a different job. But, you know, there's there's an opportunity that you ha- I have to take to look at uh, certain injustices and, and hope that my films have an element of social activism to them. And, of course, when it comes to the opiate epidemic, um, it is very tragically something that's taking tens of thousands of lives every year and over 500,000 lives to date. Um, so it just becomes uh, a way in which, to be honest, um, I, I get to do work that, that, I, that I find very meaningful. So it's quite a privileged job um, and quite a personal one. And so when, you know, as you say, it's like your own baby, yeah, you're a bit protective of it, but you also have to let your baby go and, and go to school and do all its things and fall on its face. So at a certain point, you let go. Well, I think therein lies the subtitle, Sky High is Rock Bottom. Give us a little bit of a uh, a thumbnail on the plot. Uh, it's about a teenager who is um, basically a professional caretaker just about for his mother who is very sick with cancer. And um, she is uh, prescribed Oxycontin and fentanyl patches. And as he's taking care of her, he meets an older woman who moves in across the hall who's somewhat of a shadowy figure at first and uh, his mother unexpectedly dies and he starts to unfortunately abuse her leftover stash of opiates to bury his grief. He forms an unlikely friendship with this lady who herself is trying to get out of uh, opiate addiction and then together they, they fall down a rabbit hole of uh, gangsterism and violence involving a missing bag of uh, fake pills. How, man, I'm sure whenever you write a movie people will say, as I will right now, how much of this how much of the story is you, people you knew, the environment in which you grew up? How much of it is uh, what you already knew? Neither of my films have any autobiographical content, but they're both deeply personal and specific in different ways, which is how I was trained as an actor at a, at a really lovely school called Circle in the Square. And I would say with this film, you know, I, I do have people that are really close to me that did fall for a moment into heroin use, but have long since been out of it. My father uh, just retired but was a doctor for over 40 years working with people suffering from addiction, mostly opiate addiction. So there was just uh, a world of compassion and empathy, mostly through my father. That was uh, something I was exposed to where, you know, the word junkie is a dirty, awful word, the same way you wouldn't call somebody suffering from mental illness a loony. 
And um, it just was um, something that I always knew about and thought about. And then, of course, there's just all the different kinds of intersectional addictions we fall prey to. I'm addicted to certain things. They just happen to not be drugs. Um, I'm, I'm probably mostly like Henry in terms of being addicted to taking care of people and maybe wanting to save certain people in certain ways. So that was certainly more literally myself. Um, but, you know, it just becomes a funny thing of, of research meets your intentions, meets your experience, and, you know, all this stuff with, like, the, um, the elements of, of crime and, and the, the Hell's Angels in the film, which, you know, are not heavily um, uh, featured but are in there. That was all just research and the truth of how fake pills came to small towns across North America, largely through um, the Hell's Angels. So it becomes just uh, the story becomes undeniable, I think, when you just, you know, continue through the development process. You mentioned Circle on the Square. Um, it's an amazing school, and you look at the alumni from, you know, Kevin Bacon, Felicity Huffman, Lady Gaga. It's you're you're there <laughs> basically to they plug you right into Broadway plays, right? Yeah, they, it's amazing that the, the school is connected to the theater, so we got to see all kinds of things, not just in the Circle in the Square theater, but they get you know promo tickets for. For the kids, so we got to see all kinds of stuff. I got to see uh, Patrick Stewart, Kyle McLaughlin, and Aiden Gillen do the Caretaker. Pinterest the Caretaker, um, and it's a very, it's a beautiful, very like I'm not a religious person, but uh, I would call that a holy place for me. You know, the the teachers, sadly, some of which are no longer alive. I, I graduated in 2005. They just, they just were, they were artists and they were soulful, lovely people who cared so much. And that's where I learned how to work as personally and specifically as I could and all the ways in which I try to make sure that in my dramas thus far the, the content is true and that we go as deep as we can on the day with the actors and in the script. That's largely from what I got from Circle in the Square and a teacher named Alan Langdon who taught Philip Seymour Hoffman. He taught Benicio Del Toro, all these other people you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, been the, it's been the foundation for me of the creative work I've done as a professional. Couple more questions for Joey Klein. His new movie, Castle on the Ground, is going to be available on demand here on the fifteenth. Uh, What's it like? You're, you know, Canadian. You come down to New York. You make a name for yourself, and then you go back to the Toronto Film Festival with this film. It's kind of like Vinny Vidi Vici for you. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Thanks. It's a very mm -hmm. uh, special moment for sure. I, I live in Toronto now, so, you know, that festival is um, obviously an incredible festival, but for those of us who live here, it's especially lovely to have it year-round. Obviously, this year is very complicated, but um, it, it was a homecoming of a kind. You know, it's the kind of festival where I could have my family there, and then Emmy, Alex, Nev, Kier, they were all able to come in. Uh, it, it was unlike just about anything I've ever experienced, most definitely. And you think about a Canadian actress who everyone had a crush on, Nev Campbell. Um, pretty cool <laughs> to see her name in the credits as well because we were always like, hey, what happened to Nev Campbell? Because, as I said, she was huge for a long time. Well, she chose her hiatus, actually. She um, she she got, I think, I don't want to speak for her, but my understanding um, is just that she got – somewhat exhausted by her celebrity or, or even just maybe curious about other things. And she moved to London. She did theater for quite some time um, and just continued working on her craft on her own terms. Kind of like, I, I don't know if she'd say this, but, you know, David Chappelle took off for a while and did his own thing. I think Nev's just an artist and she's just, um, 
somebody who marches to the beat of her own drum. And uh, she is definitely, of all the people I've been privileged to work with and just somebody who watches a lot of films, she is not just somebody who was a celebrity for a long time. She is a serious, serious actress, a beautiful, beautiful artist, and, and somebody who's very dedicated to telling stories that she hopes puts out a bit of love. Um, I've stayed in touch with all of them, but... You know, she's become a, a buddy, and I would jump at the opportunity to work with her and any of them again. Because, um, uh, yeah, she's just she's the real deal. Well, it's it's a great cast, and you look at Alex Wolf and Killer, uh, Keir Gilchrist, Tom Cullen. But the other name that really jumps off the page to me is Imogen Poots, because speaking of London, I mean, she's well, first of all she's gorgeous, but she's a fantastic uh, actress who can. You, you put her anywhere in America, and she could get that accent down. Just uh, one of those real rising stars in, in Hollywood. Uh, that must have been great when uh, she signed on, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't. I I I don't even know how to talk about these things. It, it's like still a bit of a like not a pinch yourself thing, but she's just uh, she is all the things you said. But I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen Green Room. Like she's such a chameleon. She's such a genius character actress she does happen to be uh you know perfectly beautiful for sure but she's got zero um vanity when it comes to the work and it's she's just a very humble very generous very creative person and uh you know i've worked with her and i've worked with tatiana maslany and i think that they are two of the absolute 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 best actors on the planet right now and and what's scary about them is there's just nothing they can't do and uh i, I definitely write for Imogen now, whether or not she'll do the next ones up to her, but she's just such an infectious, creative person, and um, she just, she just like Tatiana too. They just need to do the things that scare them, so it makes them just a consummate, consummate collaborators. So I was happy <laughs> when, when, when she. Yes, came no doubt. Last question yeah. for you: When you do something, you write and direct it, and you have these great actors uh, in it. Do you belabor every? single shot and then when you finally get it edited you're like ah i wish i could have fixed this or do you say hey you know what i did the best this is it i'm putting it out there and i'm just gonna watch this with a smile i mean where are you between those two vast pendulum swings far more in the latter camp than the formal a former uh of course there's things i could see in both my two films if we wanted to just talk about all the things i don't like about them there'd be plenty there'd be plenty i'm proud of too but I think it's like anything uh, that is creative. It's not, to me, about getting it right. There's no such thing as right. There's about being prepared, and there's about collaborating all together. I have a beautiful DP I work with on everything I do thus far um, and, can, and will continue to. So we're very, very prepared with our shot list, and it means that when we get on set, we can really let the actors, which I need to do as an actor filmmaker, explore. And I never come in and say, there's your mark, have fun. Never. And some things are formally executed in a way where it is more restrictive. But, you know, there's a wonder in the middle of the film. And that was a joy to shoot with everybody. And things come out that you never thought would be there and things you thought you needed, you don't get and you realize you don't need. And that's the joy of it. And if I was in it to just try and get what was in my head out, I'd be a very frustrating filmmaker for myself and everybody else. And I love to see the surprises, the things people bring that are, to me, often far more exciting than what I originally envisioned. And you know, I, I played team sports growing up. It's got to be, a, it's got to be a team sport affair. And the most exciting parts are how it changes in the ways that are undeniable. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't sit there and think, oh gosh, uh, shucks. that would be, I would be such a bore, far more boring than I probably already am if that's how I did it. 
All right. Uh, very well said by our guest, Joey Klein, uh, Joey Klein. He has written and directed Castle in the Ground. Sky High is rock bottom. We talked about this great cast, and it is available on Friday on demand. Joey, congratulations on this. This seems like it's going to be a big hit, and your career as a director is going to keep going up. So let's talk about uh, when you get your next one, man. Thanks, man. I'd love to do that. Thanks for having me on. Uh, all right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Pod. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. 
That's 800-807-1981. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. (laughs) What did I just say? Do you know who I am? You must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Oh, this is what had happened. And can I go in the entire hour without talking sports? No. I'm going to talk a little sports. (laughs) By the way, we still have um, two more guests who are non-sports related, but they're so fantastic. They cannot be denied. And also in the third hour, Dick Bramer, the longtime voice of the Minnesota Twins, he's written a book. Uh, I've written a book as well. It's called Pandemic Polemic, and it's all about uh, me being here in uh, my uh, downstairs. By the way, in my front lawn today, a coyote, and I took a picture of it. And I like it. I find it whimsical and cute and fascinating. And I don't feel like, you know, one of these people who sees a bear and wants to feed it a marshmallow with my mouth. But it's funny you hear these reports like, oh, I saw a coyote and I ran for my life. I could drop kick a coyote through the goalpost from 40 yards. Now, if there is a pack of 10 coyotes, eh, not liking my chances. But they're so skinny, they're getting more brazen. And I don't know if it's because of the uh, pandemic or not, but I see red foxes, which is really cool, Sanford and Son. Um, I've always seen deer, of course, and lousy skunks and dirty raccoons. But I like the foxes. How can you not like a wild fox? But a coyote on my lawn. By the way, that was the name of David Hasselhoff's second album, which went gold in West Germany. It's before the wall came down. A coyote on my lawn. Did I talk sports? Not really. The Raiders signed Prince Amukamara. Do you care? 31 years old? All right, there's some sports. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. even recognize myself anymore i'm really worried about him his addiction i haven't seen him like this ever hey look i I never wanted to start using i I knew the drill but i was out of options i I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop i'm losing everything Everyone. 
You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. What is going on? Nice to have you with us on Sports Byline, the USA, coast to coast, border to border. Them's is weird times, they said. Yeah, that's right. You know, I was thinking about my bar, Mark Norman was kind of talking about this too, his new uh, special, even though I knew all the jokes already because I've seen him so many times. You should check it out. It's on uh, YouTube. Mark Norman's called Out to Lunch. And then see Sam Morrill. Sam Morrill's been on my show in studio at least three times. And uh, I really like Sam's comedy. His special is hilarious. That's on YouTube with no commercial breaks uh, as well, completely free. Get down and check it out. But the fact that in, like, look at American TV. Just look at it. American TV... In, let's say, the 50s and 60s, you couldn't show couples sleeping in the same bed. You know, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore each had little twin beds next to each other. You couldn't show that. It's like they're at a hotel or something and they're strangers. But you could have Ralph Bramden saying, to the moon, Alice, to the moon, I'm going to knock knock all your teeth out. I can't wait to beat you up. And nowadays, you can show the most graphic stuff just on regular TV or definitely, you know, that Big Bang Theory. I've never seen a full episode. It's not my cup of tea. But every joke is a sex joke, like a nerd sex joke. But if you say, oh, that girl there, I'm going to knock her teeth out. Oh, my gosh. That would end the career of everyone who ever said that. Isn't that weird how we've done a complete flip on that? I don't know what's going on. You can't show a picture of someone who lost weight. Look, I tried to lose weight and I did. You're body shaming those who didn't. Oh, my gosh. Let's just talk about what we know. Sports. Well, I'll do that kind of. We got <laughs> we got some more guests coming up. And the lines, 1-800-878-PLAY. We'll get some free lines here pretty soon. I'm Rick Tittle. It is Sports Byline. Come on back. Could your car use a spring cleaning? Now's the time to stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts during Clean Car Month for great deals on everything you need to keep your car looking new, like Mother's California Gold Wash and Wax, just $4.99 for a 64-ounce bottle. Save big on your spring cleaning car products today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use a promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Check out Rick Tittle, what you got. Nice to have you uh, with us. We have a guest scheduled. If he calls up, we'll throw him on. But lines are open, 1-800-87-A-PLAY. Time to dive in. You might remember 10 years ago, Armando Galarraga. He was a pitch away from a perfect game. Armando Galarraga retired all 27 batters he faced. Well, actually, he didn't because the 27th was an incorrect safe call called by first base umpire Jim Joyce. Joyce then uh, owned up to the missed call. He said, I kicked the S out of that call. And uh, he said, I'm so sick. I took a perfect game away from that kid over there. 
And the next day, Colorado handed the Tigers lineup card to Joyce at home plate. Joyce patted him on the back and could be seen visibly in tears. They ended up building a friendship. They wrote a book together called Nobody's Perfect. Remember I had Jim Joyce on the show. I said that the book should be called I Suck. But here's the thing. Today in The Athletic, Galarraga says, I was like, what can I do to have a better finish to my story? <clears throat> How can Major League Baseball give me the perfect game? Because it was perfect, right? And Joyce says he agrees with him. And it's funny because I remember doing a thing called Minor Leagues Major Dreams that followed, uh, this is when I was working in TV in the early 90s, and it followed around Jim Joyce and the minors, probably helped him get to the bigs, um, but also was showing a kid out of Cal named Jeff Kent who was playing in Venezuela in winter ball. But, you know, normally you might be against relitigating past missed calls from the pre-play era. I mean, history has been written. It's in the books. He threw a one-hit shutout, and he only faced 28 batters with only 88 pitches, kids. That's it. It's been logged. Elias Sports Bureau, Hall of Fame, whatever. But could you take an exception in this case? This wasn't a call in the fifth inning where we don't know what would have happened next. This was the end of the game. It was out. It was over. It was unbelievable. It was obviously blown. The umpire admitted it right away. Would there be any harm to changing the call? The only fallout, well, you'd say so you'd have to add Galarraga to the list of pitchers who'd thrown a perfect game. Yeah, the only fallout would be everyone else would want this retro adjudication, wouldn't we? I mean, right now we have 23 perfect games. Will we make it 24? We all saw it. Should we make it official at this point? And it it wasn't even a bang, bang play. That's the thing. A lot of times, you know, you show the replay and go, oh, look, his spikes were a centimeter over the bag. He actually was out. You could pretty much forgive that. You could be like, pa like. He's safe. And like, ah, damn it. He was out. Let's look at the Zapruder film. Every little grain of sand there. Uh, oh, yeah. Looks like he was. Now, this was ridiculously blatant. It was a half step. And Galarraga at the time, he had a smile on his face. And he was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? What? And, you know, Jim Joyce, for whatever it was, I mean, like humans aren't perfect, but for whatever, whatever it was, you know, I don't know why, if he really knew it at the exact minute, why he didn't go over and talk to somebody else. But that's the way it used to be, you know, and this whole thing about, hey, you know, let's go upstairs and see what they say. You were wrong. Have you ever noticed one umpire when he calls somebody safe or out and it gets reversed by New York? that they look even the mild even mildly perturbed or shaken or stirred James Bond I mean they don't they're like eh what do I care I get paid the same whether I'm right or wrong I if I was in a major league game and I'm like home plate you're out and they replay they go no he's safe inning continues put a run up on the board I'd be beat red I'd be like so I'm sorry I'm really sorry sorry guys Sorry I told you you were out, and I apologize for saying you didn't score. Now they're like, oh, batter up. 
They don't care. But back then, if you said you were out or safe, that was it. Um, in The Empire Strikes Back, which is a great, um, <laughs> a great book written by one. I mean, there were some showmen back in the days. I used to like it when um, you had um, the umpires wearing their uh, the red sport coats in the AL for a while. But anyway, Ron Luciano, he was hilarious. He ended up killing himself, which is not a great ending to it. But anyway, uh, Ron Luciano, he did the whole thing that you would probably see it based on um, Naked Gun with Frank Drebin doing the doing the whole dance, Leslie Nielsen. He was kind of like that. <clears throat> and he'd do the trigger like, out, 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 shoot the gun with the thumb, the hammer. But it was a hilarious book. And... He said Sal Bando walked up to one time when he was on the A's, and he's like, uh, hey, Paisan, I can't hit. What am I doing? And he said, I know as much about hitting as I do Alaskan wines. But I said, uh, you're lifting your foot too early. He goes, I just wanted to sound smart. So Bando got up. He goes, I'll try it. His first pitch, he hit a home run, and Luciano was on third. He said, as he rounded, they high-fived each other. He said the manager on the team ran out. The hell is that? He's like, oops. But anyway, back to my point about these umpires sticking to their guns. I forgot who the runner was, but he was umpiring second. The guy took off from first. Throw comes in, and he was safe. But Luciani goes, you're out. And the runner jumped up. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he goes, look, you know you're safe. I know you're safe. But everyone else out here has just seen me call you out. So <laughs> you're out. That was this thing like, you know, these umpires, these irascible guys, these Ken Kaisers who I had on the show, he also wrote a great book where uh, fans wanted to kill him. And he had to escape. This is in the minors. They brought out their guns to shoot him. <laughs> no. Uh, the John Shulock. During the Bash Brother years, remember they used to have AL, they call them the AL Empires and the NL Empires. They had this stupid thing where it's like, oh, the American League is a fastball league and the National League is a breaking ball league. Like, umpires did not have the physical cognitive capacity to say, was this fastball in the National League? Or they couldn't recognize a curveball in the American League. It was dumb. Now they're all mixed together. But there's a guy named John Shulock who despised Tony La Russa. And Tony La Russa was, could be a pretty hateable character because he would whine and have gamesmanship. And whenever I saw Shulock with his little greasy mustache behind the plate, I thought it's going to be a long game. Uh, and I tell my friends, I go, oh, no, it's Shulock. And they go, who's him? And I say, I don't know. He hates La Russa. So there were vendettas. There's no vendetta here with Jim Joyce. And Galarraga saying, we have replay now, so just give me my perfect game. Uh, nah. You know what? It's been 10 years. We all know you really got it. Do you have to go on the record book? I mean, I guess 100 years from now, when we're all not here, then I guess we could. But um, I, I, I don't need to have it happen. And that's just me. If it did happen... Um, I don't think it's unjust because he did get it, but I just think you're going to open up a Pandora's box, aren't you? 
I mean, what a can of worms. And people will say, oh, you know, Rob Lytle really fumbled. The Raiders should have been in Super Bowl 13. I mean, how far are we going to go back with it? I'm thinking about injustices. I'm Rick Tittle. Uh, we're going to move our guest, uh, Sean Jambroni, an hour from now. What do you think of that? On Sports Bar. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426-2301. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb.
Tittle always goes commando. All right. Uh, thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. We're going to be speaking with the producer of Cartwrighter Rush Plus coming up next. So wake the kids, as Letterman used to say. Uh, this week, <clears throat> um, when you think about reopening Major League Baseball, uh, this week is going to be a little bit uh, tense, I think, when it comes to the union and to the league. And we talked about yesterday the proposal sent by the league to the union, and the, the league head, Tony Clark, wasn't really happy about it. And you could say bad look, or as the kids would say, bad optics, because it's all about money. Millions are unemployed right now, and that's with an M, millions. People are having trouble making ends meet. No one wants to hear about the divvying up of a $10 billion industry. That's what Major League Baseball had in excess in revenues last season. By the way, 17 years in a row now, MLB has set their all-time high in seasonal revenue. And yet, player salaries, we've talked about this, they've declined the last two seasons. So have fun lining that one up. We're in an unprecedented situation because of the pandemic. We know that. It's not the fault of anyone uh, with Major League Baseball, union or owners. But the situation needs a little bit of perspective. The players are what we want. They are the talent. They are irreplaceable. If you want to put some scab clowns in there, it doesn't work. They've tried that before uh, when it comes to professional sport lockouts. <clears throat> and when the scabs cross the line, you're going to see some garbage. They are talent. That is a term, by the way, that is used in broadcasting. Uh, and I remember the first time I heard it, I laughed and laughed. And it just meant the people who are on the radio actually talking or the people who are on camera, those are called talent. So look how talented I am. But they are it. Now, the salaries have been suppressed, even though the owners are making more money than ever. And spring training back in March, when it got shut down, the two sides agreed that, hey, if and when we get going, we'll prorate the salaries. And they're like, okay, sounds good. It sounds fair. If you play half a season, you get half the salary. The players said, makes sense, right? How is that not fair? And this is why Tony Clark said, look, we already agreed once. Scott Boris said, we're not going to renegotiate. The other guy, Barry uh, saying that uh, we won't even listen. And these are those last two are agents. But the owners no longer like that agreement. They have decided that the players should get 50% of revenue in a season that will be played mostly without fans in attendance. So they want to go ahead and redo that. In other words, forget your contract. Let's just look at the money coming in and then we'll start splitting it. And the players are like, that's not what we said. We have our contracts. We have them. Just pay us the prorated amount. So once again, management versus employees. Management is making more money than ever, but employee salaries are decreasing. Now, I usually don't, I don't say a pox on both houses, but I usually don't get involved 
in these type of disputes because I don't I you know they're all rich and I just want them to play. Um, I do say that players should get every penny they can because they will literally be thrown out of the building the second they can get somebody younger, cheaper, or better. And the owners wouldn't be paying these salaries if they weren't already making cash. It's like I remember when Beyonce got $50 million from Pepsi. Pepsi was quite confident that they would make more than $50 million over the life of that contract by putting Beyonce's name on their stuff or commercials, whatever. And you think, at least I would, because I don't understand marketing, how in the hell are people going to buy $50 million more Pepsi? But they obviously will, or they wouldn't have hired her, right? Unless somebody's very wrong and very fired now, <laughs> right? Why would you give LeBron James or Kevin Durant, why would you give Kevin Durant $30 million a year for Nikes? Is he going to move $30 million? Yeah, I, I guess he is. <clears throat> They're not doing it for fun. They're doing it for cash. So if you're ever going to take sides, you have to take the player's side in this. Money, got, money has gone up and salaries have gone down. And so they point out, look what we gave Machado and Harper and Cole. Three guys. Look, the owners aren't risking their personal health here. They're just trying to get games going so they can make money. And that's understandable. They own businesses. Everybody wants to get their business going. That's not evil to want to make money for your business. Are they going to lose money? Well, there's a difference between not getting as much money as you thought to losing money. In other words, there are businesses that are going out forever. They're just done. I know a couple in my neighborhood. They, after 44 years, one place just shut down saying, we can't take it. We're closed. You're going to reopen? No, we're not. That's losing money. But if, you, if you're a billionaire like John Fisher of the A's and you thought you were going to get, I don't know, $500 million in revenue this year, just picking a number out of this guy. Let's say you thought you were going to get $500 million in revenue and they say it's going to be more like two fifteen. $215 million. Like, oh, I lost so much money. No, you only made two fifteen. So that's why when these are, we're losing money. You're not losing money. The ticket taker is losing money. The, the lady who makes the hot dogs is losing money. So they're not going to take it well, though. And they're already operating in bad faith. So at every single turn... The players are going to take this hit, not the owners, because they've been seeing record profits, I said, for 17 straight years. And now when it comes time to sacrifice some millions there, owners are going to drag the players down. They might even put public blame on them. They might even just do it. They're going to pass the losses on to their, to their talent. And <clears throat> it could... I mean, listen, calling players greedy has been a popular refrain. Um, millionaires versus billionaires, you know, the talent that brings in you the money and taking the physical risk, they get slapped with the greedy label. It's nonsense. It's utter nonsense. So I'm just asking baseball fans to keep some perspective. We don't ever pay to look up in an owner's box and see, oh, there's Dick Hertz of the blank corporation. He owns the team. 
uh, unless we look up there and say, well, there's that schmuck or there's that guy, great owner, glad he's pouring money into it, making good decisions by hiring professionals and letting them do their jobs, delegating power, not meddling. Well, we, we don't watch them. We watch the players. They are the product. They deserve better treatment than the owners uh, are giving them right now. And looking to further suppress salaries after already had mating, uh, after already having making a deal in March. And so there's a hashtag now going around called team player, hashtag team player, meaning <clears throat> I'm for the players on this. Now, I'm not going to join some crusade and start hashtagging things because these guys make more money in a year than I'll ever see. Okay. Garrett Coles makes more money in a year than we'll all see all together if we live 20 lifetimes. It's just, he just does. So I'm not going to be like, oh, poor Garrett Cole. But <laughs> there's no way you can say, well, the owners have a case. Now, look, if the owners came to them right now and, and, and said, look, we, we just looked at the revenue with no fans. We didn't know there's going to be no fans. I guess now that that's going to be the case. Let, let's talk Turkey here. Where, where are we at here with this whole deal with, uh, with salaries. And you sit down and you hash it out. But I'm with Tony Clark on this. You can't come to them in spring training and say, um, I know you're not going to like hearing this, but if you play half a season, you only get half the money. Now, if the players would say, that's not fair, we want all our money, then I'd say the players are high and I'd be on ownership side. Why would you expect to be paid your entire salary when you don't even play the games? It's just fair. You play half the games, you get half the money. The players said, all right, we agree. We're not idiots. We're not idiots. So it's the kind of thing where, you know, if the owners want to say the players are greedy, I, I just i am going to have to disagree. And this isn't like Latrell Sprewell saying, you know, I can't put food on my table. I need, you know, it's not it's nothing grandiose like that. Or the lady who says, my alimony is only 10000 a month. How am I going to survive? It's like it's not one of those deals. It's pretty evident. It goes beyond self-evident at this point that the owners are wrong if they're going back and asking for more cash. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Pilot. the debt destroyer network any debt you have credit card tax student loan debt call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt it's great advice plus when you make this free call now we have debt destroyer experts ready to help they can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track debt problems don't have to be overwhelming you can live stress-free and debt-free Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. 
877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Dennis Bernardo. He is the producer of a brand new game which just launched this week. It's called Cart Rider Rush Plus. It's from Nexon, and it's for your phone, iOS and Android. Dennis, welcome to the show. Um, the first question is, you can say, um, carts, you know, they've been done. So knowing that, you're like, no, no, we've done it bigger, better, faster. What have you done to sort of reinvent the cart genre? Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so as you said, there's there's a, been a lot of cart, cart, rider, cart racing games, um, excuse me, um, in the market. Um, what we've done with this game specifically, you know, we took a lot of the, we took a lot of what worked with this IP. Cartwriter is um, an IP that has a bunch of history in Korea. Um, it launched there over 10 years ago, over a decade. 
um, and hugely popular, um, mainly in the esports league. Um, so it has one of the longest running esports um, leagues in Korea. Uh, so it's got this really competitive aspect to it, and that's what we wanted to bring globally. Uh, we released Carreta Rush Plus in China uh, last year, uh, saw really good results. Um, and so wanted to bring sort of that competitive aspect to the West, to uh, other global markets. Yeah, I noticed there's a real Asian feel to it, especially does each rider get a little kind of cat or is they just right at the, uh, the starting line? <laughs> uh, there's actually a bunch of different pets that you can get. Um, one of them is the cat that you get at the beginning there. Um, there's like a pig, there's a dog, uh, there's various other like little you know, rabbits and these types of cute little animals. So in addition to sort of the competitive aspects that I talked about, the game really has a lot of, um, you know, accessibility and has a lot of fun. Um, so you can see that with the art style. You can see that with some of the modes um, that are a little bit more casual. Uh, we have this racing mode called item mode uh, where you have, you know, your typical sort of kart racing um, weapons like rockets and shields and, um, you can zap players with thunderstorms, that type of thing. So if you're not, you know, uh, too uh, keen on the competitive mode and, you know, you're not as good as other players like me, um, then that sort of equalizes the playing field. And then, of course, with any game, when you put it on a phone, there are different ways that you can control it with haptics and other such things. How did sure. you work out the controls on it? Yeah, so, um, you know, since, since mobile games have um, been around, you know, there have been a lot of different ways um, racing games have had controls. Um, you know, like you said, one of them was the haptic, the sort of tilt controls. Uh, but I think for this game, to really keep that competitive aspect, to keep that precise control feel um, on PC, similar to the PC title, um, we really had to um, make it as easy as possible. And so for this game, you tap left, you tap right, you tap uh, boost, and you tap your drift button. Um, and the game basically just uh, automatically, you know, progresses you, automatically uh, presses the gas button for you. So you don't have to worry about that. And all you have to worry about is, you know, whether how you want to take this next curve, how you want to take this line, what weapons you want to use. Um, so it makes it a little bit more um, easier to uh, pick up. So let's talk about gameplay. Um, how would you describe it? Just uh, as far as I know, you have uh, 50 different tracks. You got 20 different carts. Yeah. So uh, what does gameplay look like? Yeah, so the gameplay, uh, there's a ton of depth to the game. You know, uh, So the bread and butter, the esports sort of aspect of the game is uh, speed mode. So in this mode, you basically, uh, it's, it's just a straight race. Um, it could be you um, racing against time. It could be you racing against up to uh, seven other players. Um, and it's, it's real-time matchmaking. So you're matched up against real people all around the world um, in your server. And basically, you have, uh, you have your course that you have to navigate um, and how many the, – the way you navigate and what different maneuvers that you can do, you build up nitro, and you use that nitro to go a little bit faster. And – there's little tips and tricks. There's little like nuances to making sure you always have a full nitro boost, for example. Speaking, 
Uh, Speaking with Dennis Bernardo with uh, Nexon, Cartwright Rush, Cartwright or, uh, Rush Plus. This is a free game. So are there in-app purchases? What's the revenue model? Is it, you know, skins and things like that? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different carts that you can um, purchase. There's a lot of different characters, a lot of different um, outfits for your characters. It's a very it's a very fun and casual um, game. So there's a lot of customization, a lot of ways to express yourself, and that's really what the um, business model is centered around. Is um, you know what new item can you buy to show off your flair? Um, how can you customize your cart? Um, you know, different drift emojis and that sort of thing. And then what would you say um, to people who, you know, want to uh, play, but they figure it can't go cross-platform? Or can you go cross-platform or just iPhones against iPhones, Androids against Androids? Uh, It is cross-platform between mobile devices. So uh, Android players can play against iPhone players um, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, so there is that aspect, um, and it really expands um, the competitive pool and the amount of people that you can play with and the amount of friends you can play with. You talk about the uh, fan base in Korea through uh, Nexon. Mm-hmm. Apparently, before you even launched, you had more than 5 million people registered. They, you, this thing was yeah. going to hit the ground running, right? Absolutely. You know, we were we were sort of surprised and humbled by that, actually. Um, and, you know, I talk, I, I mentioned, you know, it was huge in Korea. And so we are a little bit tepid about how the response would be here globally. But out of those 5 million um, pre-registrations, you know, over a third of that, over 40% of that was actually um, in U.S., in South America, in Europe. So there's actually love and, you know, adoration for this franchise and for this game um, all around the world. And we were sort of taken aback by that um, and happy, actually. And for people who don't want to, you know, do the in-app purchases, they can, through Merit, earn K-Coins and then buy things in the shop, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a bunch of different in-game currency um, as well. Um, and most of the items um, can be bought with either, you know, the hard currency that you can pay for or you can earn in-game currency through different races, through different quests that you can do in-game, different challenges, playing with friends. So all these different ways to sort of, um, you know, get those customization items that you really want. You know, this is not so much specifically for you, but, you know, I was reading this thing about an NBA player. His kids spent thousands and thousands on <laughs> Fortnite skins. If right. you ever see if you ever see some kid paying thousands and thousands, do you say, cha-ching, hey, good for me? <laughs> or do you kind of want to alert the parent like your kid's going nuts here? <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's a responsibility, you know, on our side too, to, um, you know, make sure there's a bunch of different tools in there for parents to be able to curtail that. Right. Uh, you know, some of, some of the things that we've added in the game, you know, there's different uh, confirmation modes when you're trying to purchase some items and different um, pop-ups to say, Hey, you know, you've been playing for a long time. Maybe you should take a break. You know, there's, there's <laughs> different types of ways like that where, you know, I think we as, game makers have to be a little bit responsible um, when, when, it deal, when it comes to those types of things. That's very cool that you do that. Now, every yeah. video game developer knows that as soon as you launch a game, players might take it to places 
that they didn't even know. I mean, people have designed platformers, and they've seen some of the characters get to places that the programmers didn't even expect. So yeah, uh, brand, brand new feedback on this game and time trials and things. How, what has been the response from the fan base so far? Uh, the response from the fan base has actually been really positive so far. Uh, you know, we launched, um, like you mentioned yesterday, um, and, you know, the servers have been pretty stable, um, relatively few issues, and we've been seeing a lot of people, you know, um, have love for this franchise. Like I mentioned, it released over a decade in Korea, but there have been iterations now and then um, that have expanded uh, outside of Asia. Um, and so we see a lot of those uh, nostalgia from players and a lot of people saying, oh, my God, I can't believe Car Rider's back. You know, this is so fun. Uh, I love playing with my friends. Uh, and we've been seeing a lot of people stream the game, a lot of people making videos, um, just telling us that, you know, um, it's a very polished game. And, you know, there's a lot of depth and a, a lot of uh, content there for players of all ages and players of all different skill levels to enjoy. Well, talk about depth. You have a story mode. You can uh, play as Dow, and there's a campaign, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is one of the first times, you know, we've added a story mode to a Cartwrighter game and has it have it fully voice acted. So uh, it's really cool. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it runs sort of um, the gamut of different stories. So one story, you might be playing as Dao, trying to hunt down, you know, this big bad villain. Other times you might be playing as other characters like Diz or Bozzy, uh, who have their own unique personality. Um, so it's really a good way for the player to um, get to know some of the characters in this game and the personalities and intricacies um, that go along with them. What about building your own tracks? Uh, I know sometimes fans, would they, they want to do that. Is that on the horizon? Uh, we don't have any plans for that yet, um, but I know, you know there's a lot of other games that allow you to do that, and you know it's something uh, that we could look into in the future, but we have no plans for that right now. All right, uh, there he is, Dennis Bernardo, the producer of Cart Rider Rush Plus from Nexon. <laughs> it is brand spanking new on iOS and Android. You want to make sure you uh, check it out. It is absolutely free. It is gorgeous 3D graphics, a lot of carts, a lot of game modes, a lot of tracks, and uh, very popular so far. Dennis, congratulations on the game. Yeah. We appreciate your time, and uh, let's catch up so down the road, man. Yeah, thank you so much, Rick. It's a pleasure being here. All right, good stuff. I will take a quick break, and we will come on back right here on Sports Byline. to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Welcome back to the show. Another sport that's wondering what's going to be going on, of course, is NCAA football. You know, there are schools like San Diego State and San Jose State that have already told their students all fall classes will be online. That's right. Fall classes will be online. So how in the hell are you going to play football? Well, James Franklin, who's now sounds like a founding father and he's the head coach at Penn State. He said, what if the 14 schools that make up the Big Ten can't open up their campuses all at the same time? 
He goes, we have to all open our schools at the same time. In fact, every school in the nation has to open at the same time or forget it. Well, good luck with that. The AD at Notre Dame, Jack Swarbrick, he said there's going to be a significant chance that the 10 FBS conferences do not play and start play simultaneously. All right, well, who are the game's stakeholders? Well, the NCAA, of course, obviously, in the television contracts. But if you think about a late start to the season or a split semester season or a spring season or no season or conference games only, we don't know. Coaches being coaches, they want to consider competitive balance. Who's getting an advantage? Who's not? Somebody will. Franklin went on to say that uh, the NCAA has to make sure conferences don't open earlier than they should. Like, wow. Well, I mean, let's say the Big Ten has two or three schools that are part of the playoff conversation and the schools they're competing against were open a month before. Because as he said, quote, Arizona is going to be different than New Jersey. Maryland is different than Florida. I don't think you're going to like it, and I don't think people are going to be happy about it. But I think, in reality, I don't see how you're going to be able to hold up 10 or 12 schools in one conference from two states that are opening up a month later. Say you have six schools in your conference or eight in your conference that are available to open, and then there are one or two that can't. Are you going to penalize all these schools not being able to reopen? These are all real questions, and the answer is, We don't know. I'm Rick Piddle. Come on back on Byline. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
Thank you so much for joining us here on Sports Byline USA. My name is Rick Tittle, and we are going to be bringing you another hour of live sports talk from my house, my palatial estate. And uh, what I did was I, you know, I have three guest houses on the property. It's 59 acres, 59 and a half, actually. And um, one of them is just a complete uh, gaming room. One of them I call the Palace of Frivolity. It's mostly just tampering, uh, trampolines. Uh, whenever Cirque is in town, they train there. The third one, though, the one that goes uh, has a subterranean basement. Um, it's not a wine cellar because I don't drink wine, but it is kind of a nuclear fallout shelter. Um, I've got uh, food in there for two years. I've got an oxygen-making uh, facility. I have a desalinization water plant. I have three AK-47s. I have three AK-74s, some scope rifles, and a couple of um, LAS rockets. Um, but this is where I decided to build my studio. I thought I would just uh, set up here, connect Skype, and just do, do them from home. And um, what would be the new normal after this? The new normal is I'm never, ever, 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 ever coming in again on Sunday nights to do my show. My, <laughs> my show, uh, my Sunday night video game review show, that will always be done at home from now on. But my other show, a lot of people come in studio. And so it's important for me to be in studio. And the, and the quality of the audio, of course, is much better in studio. So when that can get going again, I'll be back in San Francisco five days a week. But uh, for the one hour on VGR, I think we can pull it off from home. Uh, 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to get in. 1-800-878-7529. Get in and get heard wherever you might happen to be in this great land of ours or SSO foreign lands. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app. Stitcher app, doing a great job wherever you might uh, happen to be listening on the uh, the old apps, the app kids out there, apropos applications. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle. We got Dick Bremer coming up this hour as well. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windows. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. We'll even install your new blades while you wait. See better and drive safer. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, oh, O'Reilly oh, Auto Parts. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. 
Call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over-under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show all around North America and the world on American Forces Radio Network. Rick Tittle with you. Brand new show just out this week on Hulu. It's uh, animated. It's called Solar Opposites. And uh, this is a uh, an adult cartoon co-created by Justin Roiland and Mike McMahon. Those are the guys behind uh, Rick and Morty. And uh, one of the voice actors is uh, nice enough to join us. First of all, Sean, I got to get this down. Are you extra Italian? Do you say Giambroni? Are you Giambrone? How do you say it? Um, I even worse than like like it's we go Gambroni. It's kind of like the more Chicago way of saying it, I guess. Game. Gambrone. Gambrone. Gotcha. So we're with Sean Gambrone, a young actor. Uh, making his way through Hollywood, and of course, a lot of them know him as Adam on the Goldbergs. He's really up and coming. But uh, when you got a chance to work on a show like this, that must have been mouthwatering because you know this is going to be a cult classic. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but how cool is it when you got word that uh, you made the cut? Um, yeah, it's it was it's definitely. When I saw the audition come in, it was just like, oh, snap. I, like, it's not something that you necessarily think you get to work anywhere near these guys and with these guys as you watch and everything. And, um, and so I kind of just threw my hat in, like, yeah, threw my hat into the ring. And, um, and then actually going into audition in front of them was pretty cool because, um, uh, both like Justin Rowland, Josh Bicell, and, uh, Mike McMahon were all there and, uh, just hearing Justin Rowland's voice, you can kind of you immediately know, uh, you immediately recognize it from Rick and Morty. So um, it, it made me nervous on the day, but yeah, it just 
it's super cool because um, even like the people that they bring together, the the writers and everything, they're just really smart guys, like smart dudes, like girl, girls too. I guess I just say guys, but smart uh, people um, that just can think of really crazy stuff really fast. And then they also like look at memes and stuff. So like they're just like us, but they but they're also geniuses too. So it's just really cool working with them. I didn't think I'd ever get a chance. And, you know, for you, how much of this, the voice that you do for Yum Yulak, your character, is just natural, or do you have to put an affectation? Because I remember hearing a, an interview with Steve Buscemi when he got the part in Fargo. The Coen brothers told him, uh, look, you're going to play this really weird-looking, ugly thief. And he goes, well, what kind of makeup do I need? And they went, oh, no makeup. And he was like, oh, okay. So how much of this oh, is man. your normal voice, or how much do you have to put a different voice on it well um like when i first nah, it's pretty much just my regular voice like i um i for the first couple episodes i was kind of doing something and i um like there's some like a way of how it's scripted i kind of do something different because i've never really played like a kind of like an antagonistic kind of jerky kind of guy um he's still lovable to the family but he's kind of got his like bounty hunter weight so that kind of makes it sound quite different, but really just kind of my regular voice. Because um, I, I, cause the show kind of, it's kind of it has a sitcom flair, and I think they kind of like that I have kind of a sitcom flair to my, my delivery. So um, it's pretty much just what it, my regular way of going about it. Really lucked out. So let's talk about, yeah, so we'll talk about it. There's four aliens and they escape their planet, which is exploding. They crash land into Earth, and you're kind of divided. Your character and the character Corvo, which is played by co-creator Justin Rowland, you guys think that the Earth is just an absolute uh, toilet. And then the other two, Terry, which is played by, of course, Thomas Middleditch. We know him from Silicon Valley and others. And then Jesse, played by Mary Mack, they think that Earth is pretty amazing. And then therein lies the dichotomy, right? Right. And we each, we kind of pair off. Like we, it's like a both kind of odd couples where um, we get to play around with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's I think it's cool uh, when you think yeah. about... Mm-hmm. No, what were you about to say? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I know it's hard here with our... We're, we're in our little houses here. Some great... Uh, cameos as well i think about the british actor alfred molino uh ken marino who i think is uh hilarious what's that like when you're part of a project and everybody wants in just as a cameo and you're one of the main guys well honestly whatever like yeah it's it's one of those things it's just kind of whatever form i could be i could be a part of it and help out i, I just love like and i i totally get that and mm. But, and yeah, the, the people that they bring on this show is, is crazy. Um, yeah, and then, then like, Wendy McClendon-Covey, um, it's cool. Like, I was so pumped to see she she's on it, too. Um, she, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it just crazy. Like, they, um, um, I think it's just well, how they're writing, and then they know uh, they've either seen Rick and Morty and stuff, and then uh, they just read the writing, and it just attracts these people because something very unique like outside of their shows it's you don't really kind of run into this writing so i think 
people just want to be a part of it. Yeah, Wendy is hilarious. And that's the thing, you're getting on Hulu too. So um, especially nowadays with people going to streaming media, Hulu is so huge. But we should remind people that this is more of a uh, an adult swim, so to speak, that this isn't <laughs> this isn't for little kids, yeah, no. right? Yeah, no, I watched it with my grandma, and she was really, she was kind of disturbed at moments. Like, it just, it goes places for sure. It's definitely not for everybody. Um, but it was cool. Uh, like, yeah, I think it, it's cool that it's on Hulu because they let us go those places, and we can really do anything on Hulu and um, and then also, I think it really was beneficial to have it all released at one point. So everyone could, um, it sounds like a lot of people kind of just cruised through it and have watched all of the episodes already. So I think that was, was a really great place for us. So you got eight episodes in the can. Is this the type of thing, and I, I know a lot of things are on hold because of the pandemic, but is this the type of thing where they already know they want a second season or they're going to throw it out there and see how it floats? Um, no, we actually know, I, I hope I can say this, but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, we we already know that we're, we'll be getting a second season, um, and, and, like, it was, I think they picked us up for two, or something, like, uh, when we first got picked up, which was huge, like, that's great, I think that's just, they, they trust the creators, um, to, to pull it off like that, so, um, definitely very glad about that. Another, cha- another go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and then f- finally, your character Yumulak, you you go to school, right? And so you try to be popular at school, correct? Yeah, he tries to play it off as kind of like a scientific thing that he's trying to like learn about all the kids, but really he just kind of has this ego that he needs to needs to be the coolest kid. And I feel like everyone, uh, well, a lot of people feel that case. Like, you're like, oh, I don't care about being popular, but then. Something kind of noodles in there, and, you're, and so he got—he—he he really wants to be like a cool kid, and um, but they kind of get—they uh, get a lot of flack for being aliens. Like it's kind of just everyone's okay, and there's no like government stuff against them for being aliens, but uh, they're kind of ridiculed for being being that and being kind of outsiders. For people who uh, are into Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes has given the show a ninety-six percent. That's got to feel good, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I um. Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, that feels great. I, because I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy people are are really liking it. Like, that's pretty. We're definitely very happy about that. All right, everybody, make sure to get over to Hulu. It is out. It's brand new this week. It is a Hulu series. It's called Solar Opposites. And we have been speaking to Yumulak himself, Sean Game Brown. Sean, thanks so much for your time, man. Congratulations on the show, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again sometime. Yeah, nice talking to you. I, I love your intro, by the way. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate that. That's Sean, everybody. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline.
If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426 2301. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. <laughs> Thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. Dick Bramer's coming up in the next segment, the longtime voice of the uh, Minnesota Twins. I feel bad saying this, but you know, back in the day in the AL West with the Twins and the White Sox and the Royals, and you had the very obnoxious Ken Harrelson, who's been a guest on this show. 
But the twins had a guy, the metronome, <clears throat> and he's passed away, um, sorry to say, some years ago. But he was a PA announcer. And whenever Kirby Puckett got up, he goes, Now batting, ladies and gentlemen, center fielder Kirby Puckett. And the whole crowd would go, Ah. Oh, you thought that was bad just hearing that from me? Nails on the chalkboard. But he was beloved, that guy. And Kirby. Oh. (laughs) You know, just some of those guys. Who was the guy, Marvin, what's his name, with the Steelers? Bradshaw goes back to press. Oh, he's got James Stallworth open for a first down. And then you say, oh, my gosh, that guy's the worst voice ever. Hey, man, I'll I'll kick your butt, man. Like, you just can't say anything bad about these guys because they're beloved. I'm glad the guys that I loved and love, like Ken Korak, that they're not just horrifying to listen to. They're not homers. I mean... Charlie Finley brought uh, Harry Carey out here to be the voice of the A's, and he was such a homer. It just didn't work. A lot of people don't even know Harry Carey did the A's. And, oh, yeah, that's right. Hara Kiri, as he pronounced it. Maybe not. That's something different. All right, so <clears throat> the uh, the draft, <clears throat> the kids would say, the Driznaft, Major League Baseball, we look at some of these names, and I i got to tell you, I'm always a little bit more excited about hitters. Now, that's not to say I can't get excited about a pitcher. When, when the A's drafted A.J. Puck, I was excited because he was supposed to be number one overall by Baseball America, and he dropped his sixth. And a big old giant lanky left-hander like the big unit, and I'm like, well, what if he could be like Randy Johnson? So I'm not going to say I don't get excited about pitchers. But let's face it, it's more sexy to be an everyday player, a guy with a stick, a bat, huh? Get that guy out there, 32-32, drop five, BB car, no, wood, cape, we're going to rake, college bats, yeah. And when you look at some of these guys in the draft, and my team's going to be down there, but there are a couple of high school kids that are going to go in the top ten. As many as four, as I'm now seeing. And then they said that if it gets nuts, you could see six high school hit- hitters. <clears throat> I've never heard of six high school hitters in the top ten. But let's just talk about two guys who are going to be the first two hitters taken. And that is Spencer Torkelson, which sounds like a character from Dickens. Spencer Torkelson, the first baseman of Arizona State, is the most intimidating player in the entire draft. 54 home runs at the college level. Uh, The only thing bad about him, they say, is that he's (laughs) right-handed. That's the only thing bad about him. Uh, Mark McGuire was right-handed. The other guy, and we don't know yet if he's going to be a center fielder or an infielder in the bigs, but it's Austin Martin, which, of course, sounds like a car. But he's from Vandy. Of course, two of the great programs, Arizona State and Vanderbilt. This is a guy who is a leadoff hitter, who is a great defender, and maybe the most intriguing guy in the whole class. He was the toughest batter to strike out in college baseball. The only thing is about him, 14 home runs in his entire 
career. Now, remember, I was just talking about this the other day with Charlie in New York. Matt Chapman had 13 home runs his whole time, all three years at Cal State Fullerton. So if you think that the power game will grow, you will. But it doesn't matter if this guy hits 330 and plays great defense. You don't care if the guy hits a home run or not. He's got great base running skills. The thing that's the negative is the undefined position. Now, some people could see that as a positive. Now, mostly this year for Vandy, they had him at third, which actually is not a great sign. Third, you're going to get that short hop quicker than everybody else, but you put people at third when they have no range. You put a fat guy like Pablo Sandoval at third. So when you talk about center field and you talk about his wheels, that makes a lot more sense. So <clears throat> the comparison that we've seen on him is uh, a Whit Merrifield, who, by the way, led the American League in hits not long ago for the Kansas City Royals. Um, the other college guy that could be top three would be a guy named Nick Gonzalez out of New Mexico State. And this is a guy who hit 448 with 12 jacks in the Cape Cod League. That, to me, is absolutely ridiculous. Now, some people say that his launch angle is too high. He tries to hit too many home runs. I don't blame him. He's trying to get noticed. But they say he's no threat to win a gold glove or steal a base. Well, I don't really care about that. If you hit that much in the Cape Cod League, and by the way, uh, college career 351 hitter, Nick Gonzalez is going to have his name called in the top 10. Now, these um, now I know people say Garrett Mitchell. Garrett Mitchell is the, probably the fastest guy in the whole class. He's an outfielder from UCLA. And <clears throat> there are other elements to his game as well. Um, but all you got to do is look at 15 triples. People don't even fi hit 15 triples in their career. Only six home runs. Um, but people say that, you know, he's a diabetic that could hold him back. I don't think so. There are plenty of diabetics that play. But those are the college bats. It's going to be Spencer Torkelson and Austin Martin. Those are the top two guys. Now, college, uh, or I should say high school hitters. High school hitters, the people are obviously going to be, I mean, look at Mike Trout. The A's went and scouted, him out, scouted Mike Trout, and they're like, nah, we're good. But a couple of names here. Zach Veen. Z-A-C-V-E-E-N. He is an outfielder in Spruce Creek in Florida. Um, he has committed to Florida, and now there's very little chance that he will be coming. People have drawn comparisons to his size and his outfield skills to Jason Worth. So if that guy is that big already and raking at high school, that's something to look at. Another one is a kid from Pittsburgh, West Allegheny High School, Austin Hendrick, an outfielder. And he uh, is, has an explosive swing. He's got great contact. Um, but right now, <clears throat> a little swing and miss that you might see. And plus, there's always what's weird, the cold state bias. And if you take the cold state bias into consideration, then this is how you miss out on Mike Trout because he played in New Jersey. Not everybody can come from California, Texas, and Florida. Somebody has to come from some of these bad states. 
when the Giants made Joe Panic their first-round pick out of St. John's, a school in New York City? When was the last time a first-round baseball pick came out of New York? So, and what did he do? He won a World Series for him. Um, there's another guy, uh, high school-wise, Pete Crow Armstrong. This is another one of these cases where your parents inflict <laughs> a hyphenated name on you. But he went to Harvard High School in Westlake. That's the one that Jonathan Martin threatened. Uh, but this is the program that has produced Jack Flaherty and Lucas Gelito and Max Freed. Um, both of his parents are actors, Ashley Crow and Matthew Armstrong. He was the same outfielder who made that amazing play at the Under-18 Baseball World Cup. He has committed to Vanderbilt from Southern California. But if you're a top 10 pick, you got to go. And one more guy, he's a shortstop from Mount Carmel High School. And everyone says he's the best all-around high school player in the entire draft. He's six foot two. He's a little bit lanky uh, as well. But this is the other thing I like about it. When you say the best overall high school player in the whole draft, and then he doesn't go, the top pick. A lot of people have different needs, and they have they, the way they project things. Remember Buster Posey, they said the Giants will draft him. What was he, fifth or sixth overall? Best hitter in the draft. Better than Eric Hosmer, who was picked above him. It's like, how can you not take the best hitter in the draft? Why is he not number one overall? It's like, well, we got hitters. I don't know. It's weird like that. But this is going to be a weird draft. It's only going to be five rounds, uh, as I said. Now, speaking of baseball, we'll talk to the voice of the Twins coming up next. Dick Bramer, he's got a new book, and we'll talk about it next. I'm Rick Tittle. See you in a second. Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family, or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. 
Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain, they know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Rick Tittle's got a black belt in keeping it real. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome Dick Bramer to the show. He's the longtime Minnesota Twins TV voice, and he has a brand new book. It's called Game Used, My Life in Stitches with the Minnesota Twins. Dick, welcome to the show. Um, you are a, a, a St. Paul native. You're a, a lifelong Twins fan, and so this is a dream job. And for me, as a, a native of the Oakland area, I got to do A's games, pre- and post-game shows for for parts of uh, eight seasons. And sometimes my fandom would get in the way. How <laughs> how hard has it been for you to like remove the fan from yourself and then at times let the fan come out? Well, uh, the, when I was hired by the, the twins, the Griffith family back in 1983, the owner, Calvin Griffith, gave me uh, uh, one bit of advice. It's the only advice anybody from ownership has uh, given me uh, in my nearly four uh, decades doing this for the twins. And he said, understand, he says, 99% of the people watching you are twins fans. And it made sense to me at the time. And I guess, you know, over the years, it, it's kind of, uh, been beneficial for me to to have had that uh, lesson taught me very early on uh, that it's okay to be a fan, certainly of the game, but of the team you're following. And the percentage might change a little bit now with satellite television and all that. But it's it's I think people understand that you know you're following one team uh, when you have a job like mine, and it's okay to call the game from that perspective. Now, you have seen, I mean, you basically started when the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome got built and to its demise, and now, of course, that beautiful target field. 
What What is your opinion? Because I remember Bill King, who did the A's, he thought, ah, this isn't really a stadium. It's more of a venue. It's more of a pool table. And it just it got a lot of bad press. But I'm sure to the people who work there every day, you have a lot of fondness for that place. Now that it's gone, what what is your take on the old uh, Metrodome? Well, I never did care for it. Uh, even though it was my principal place of business, it was my office. But one of the reasons I didn't care for it is on at least three, probably four or five different occasions, it alone was the reason this region almost lost Major League Baseball. As soon as the third year of the ballpark, uh, 1984, and I use that term ballpark loosely, uh, three years in, the team almost left for the uh, Saint, uh, Tampa-St. Petersburg area. Um, and so then you had contraction, you had other threats of relocation, and it was all about you know, what Bill King so correctly observed. It wasn't really a, a ballpark. It was built for the Minnesota Vikings. And I detail that in the book, how you know th- there was no uh, 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 nothing uh, in any way of, of the planning or the construction of the place that was meant for baseball. You had seats in right field that had to be folded up uh, for baseball because otherwise it, it would have been on in right field. Uh, and that was about the only concession they made to, for their obviously primary tenant, a Major League Baseball team playing 81 games there. Yeah, I remember those seats facing straight down. It was a bit jarring. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, you, you reminded me, I, I got to ask Bud Selig about five years ago, uh, we're kind of birds of a feather here because the rumors were he wanted to contract the twins and the A's. And I asked him about that and he absolutely denied that that was ever discussed. What, what's your take on the, any truth to that matter? Well, I, the, the team that we heard were, uh, that was uh, paired with the twins, uh, the Montreal Expos, they were still in Montreal. They hadn't moved to Washington yet. Uh, and, and I, people here took it very seriously. And, uh, some people, uh, myself probably included, really have uh, hard feelings toward, uh, the commissioner, uh, former commissioner to this day. What, what really bothered me, Rick, about it was, uh, the, the threat became public in early November, less than two months after the 9-11 attacks. And our whole country was still dealing with the tragedy of 9-11. And now, you know, baseball was going to be taken away from a community that had served it very well. The Twins uh, moved uh, here from Washington, D.C. in 1961. And in the 60s, they led the American League in attendance. So there's nothing wrong with the market here. The ballpark clearly was the issue. But, uh, no, a lot of people uh, will never forget the winter leading into the 2002 season and uh, how emotionally challenging it was to uh, almost lose a major league baseball team. Yeah, it's not fun. We're speaking with Dick Bramer in the new book game used my life in stitches with the Minnesota twins. Uh, Dick longtime TV voice of the twins. I remember when I was doing A's games to, you know, I didn't, we didn't come best friends, but I got to spend a little time with Ron Gardenhire couple of times. And one of my favorite moments about Gardy was I was in the twins uh, dugout at the Coliseum and I was talking to him. And as soon as I got, this is during BP, as soon as I got done, he grabbed a glove, he sprinted to center field and he started shagging balls. 
And I thought, I, I don't see too many managers that, that do that. And I guess that's why he was a player's manager, wasn't he? Well, he was, and you found out uh, firsthand what uh, one of his uh, personal strengths uh, is, and that is uh, he's the, one of the most approachable men uh, I've ever been around. He was a joy for me to work with. But what he would do, every, he, he learned, of course, from Tom Kelly, what he would do is he'd go out uh, with his glove out to center field, and then if you'd have watched him for the next 15, 20 minutes, he would go around from group of players to group of players, player to player, and he made sure that he had some contact with everybody in uniform before the game, just to stay connected. You know, and the good managers do that. Tony Larusa did that. You know, to just go out and while the pitchers are out there shagging, just uh, you know, go up to the closer and say, "Hey, you know, how you feeling today? You, you know, through uh, 32 pitches last night, everything feeling good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just reaching out to the players to make sure that they know that you're invested in their careers and in how their day is going. He was a master at that. You know, you mentioned Tom Kelly, and it just I, at my age, I still think the Twins and the Royals and the White Sox are in the AL West. You know, and I think about those <laughs> great Twins teams with Herbeck and Puckett and, and Gaetti and, and and Morris and um, the, you know the fans blowing the the whistles in the stadium, and there was all these things uh, about the the Twins and the and especially in the early '90s. But I mean, those days, Viola versus Dave Stewart. I mean, those were some knockdown, dragout games. And it seemed like uh, in the ninth inning of every one of those Oakland Minnesota games, Randy Bush would be sent in to pinch hit against Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> it didn't happen that often, of course, but it just seemed that way. It was a great rivalry. It really was. And and, and personality-wise, I don't know that you could have gotten two different personalities from two different managers than in uh, Tony La Russa and Tom Kelly. But they were and still are very good friends. Whenever I run into Tony, he always asks me about what TK is doing and all that. It was really, really a fun rivalry. And there's a reason why those two teams – you know, had a dominant run of five years in the late 80s into the 90s. Did you ever, just as an aside, did you ever ask Tom Brunowski how how he could hit, but when he, at the plate, he'd extend his arms all the way out? I mean, it worked for him. The guy was a first-round pick, but Bruno had one of the, the craziest batting stances I've ever seen. Yeah, and I never asked him about it, but I wonder whether he didn't uh, learn uh, some of that from uh, Harmon Killebrew. Harmon Killebrew used to do that, too. And Harmon was my broadcast partner for many years. And I asked him about that, and he said it was, you know, it's like, you know, Cal Ripken, everybody, they have their own setup. And then you look as the pitch is being delivered, and almost without exception, they're all in the same position. It's all window dressing, if you will, until it's time to actually, you know, commit to a pitch. And then the hands are all in the right spot, you know, the, the, the eyes are focused. It's all pretty much the same swing at that point. Uh, but, you know, prior to that, you know, Rod Carew was another one. He changed from pitch to pitch. He had a different look, different stance, held the bat up high, a little bit lower. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, he did have a unique stance, that's for sure. You know, over the years, so many players come through and you can't love everyone. For every stoic, you know, stand up, silent, strong guy like a Morneau or a Maurer, you might get a guy like A.J. Przinsky, and I know people at the Giants who said they threw a party when, when he left. I mean, what, 
what is it like dealing with all the different personalities that come through? Well, it, it's a bit of a challenge, you know, and as, as a play-by-play guy, I make it a point of uh, going into the clubhouse every day and making sure that if I said something that someone took the wrong way, they have the opportunity uh, in their room, in their clubhouse, uh, to confront me with it, and it's happened a few times, and AJ did it uh, rather regularly. Um, but, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, when, when you know, I've got a family now, there are four of us in the family, and all four of us are different. So now imagine, you know, you got 25 players, maybe a few others on the injured list. Uh, you've got coaches, managers. I mean, it's a big family, uh, and almost necessarily you've got really diverse personalities, and you just have to learn how to deal with one person differently than maybe the guy who's in the locker next to him. No doubt. And finally, uh, you get a forward by your partner, Burt Blylevin, one of the great pitchers for the Twins history, uh, you know, one of the great curveballs in the game. And uh, what's that like to, you know, have a, a legend like that? And you're not just, you know, uh, coworkers, but you're, you're friends. Well, I'll tell you, and I, I detail it in the book, uh, my second year of doing uh, Twins games, they announced, uh, told me that my uh, my partner would be Harmon Killigrew. Now, as you pointed out, I grew up mm-hmm. here. Harmon was the guy. He put, you know, Twins baseball on the map. He's what he's who everyone thought of when they first thought of the Minnesota Twins in the 60s into the 70s. That also happened to be the year, 1984, that he was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I got to go to his induction. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, this is really a once in a lifetime thing because my broadcast partner is being inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, thankfully, I was proven wrong in 2011 when Burt was elected. I went to his induction as well. And that's really one of the best parts of my job, Rick, is I, I have since day one, literally day one, I was a kindergartner when the Twins played their first game in 1961 and I have vague memories of that so all the players who've come through here to put on the Twins uniform uh, I've gotten to know almost all of them and some of them I've called friends and then within that some of them I've been able to call my broadcast partner uh, Jim Cott, uh, Paul Molitor I mean it's really been a blessing for me to get to know these people and then have so many of them join me in the booth. Very cool. I remember when I was in high school in the 80s, we actually had Harmon do the A's for a couple of years, which was he a real was, treat as well. We've been he, speaking was with, divo- he, he was kind yeah, of divorced 81. from the Twins for a while. <laughs> yes, he did. Speaking with Dick Bramer, the TV voice of the Twins, almost four decades, baseball fans, we need baseball content, not just Twins fans, but all baseball fans. Pick up the book, Game Used, My Life in Stitches with the Minnesota Twins. Dick, congratulations on the book, man, and hope to see you at the Coliseum soon. And he's gone? Okay. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on SportsBot.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Del. Hmm? Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
I slapped it good. Don't act like I did when I, I slapped them booties. All right. Um, pretty good shoe. Six guests today. Yulia Shevchenko from Voice of America. Dara Luber from TD Ameritrade. Joey Klein, director of Castle in the Ground. We had Sean Gambrone, Solar Opposites. We had Dennis Bernardo from Nexon, Cartwright, Rush Plus, and uh, Dick Bramer, the Twins' voice. Um, you know, when he said, look, I'm hired by the team, 99% of the, f- the fans are Twins fans. I got a broadcast like that. I was kind of scared he was going to say, oh, the Metrodome was great. He was like, nah, it sucked. <laughs> and the whole AJ thing, he's like, yeah, AJ had a few goes at me as well. I'm not surprised. All right. Thanks to everybody who tuned in, and we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time with an edition of Titillating Sports. Coming up next, Sports Talk. brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.